Have you dreamed about opening a boutique since childhood? Maybe you have a store, but now you're ready to expand. Well, guess what? You're in exactly the place where you're meant to be. Welcome to the Boost Your Boutique Podcast, hosted by Emily Benson, retail boutique consultant, best-selling author, and a motivational speaker. In this podcast, you'll learn how to manage your boutique better, have balance in your life, and learn from experts who care. So whether you've been in the business for decades or you're just getting started, it's important to get help from someone who's been there and someone who's going to coach you along the way. So head over to BoostYourBoutique.com to learn more today. And now, here's Emily. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Boost Your Boutique podcast. I'm Emily Benson. I'm your host and your best friend on this journey through boutique land. Welcome if you're new to the podcast. Welcome back if you are a frequent listener. Guys, I gotta tell you something. I'm really excited for this week because it is officially the launch week for registration for the Six Figure Blueprint. Now, if you're listening to this in real time, that means that it's opening on Friday, July 28th. Ah! And if you're listening to this in the future or in the past or you're coming from somewhere else in the galaxy, um, Six Figure Blueprint is my signature 12-week coaching program that opens only three times a year. So this is like kind of like a holiday in our family. It's like a really big day, really excited, been just getting psyched for it. Um, so if you're on the waiting list, congrats. If you're not on it yet and you want to know more, get on that waiting list. You can find that over at bit. It's a bit.ly link, a shortened link. So it's bit.ly forward slash capital S, capital F, capital B, capital A, one seven. So SFBA one seven. And you will get all the information there, whether the page is open at that point or whether it's on a wait list, that is the place you want to be. So I'm really pumped. I hope you guys are too. I'm really looking forward to spending 12 weeks with some total fashion rock stars. Uh, So that's exciting. But today we're going to talk about something that keeps coming up. You guys, I keep getting asked to talk more and more about mindset. So let's just dig right in more, you know. Money mindset is, I think, one of the biggest pillars of your own success because to be a business person, we need to be comfortable with money in our own conscious and subconscious minds. And so this episode is all about sneaky ways that your money mindset is affecting your business. And honestly, these might be things that like you don't even know about. You know, I remember when I first discovered money mindset and I was like, oh my God, these are totally limiting me from how much money I can make. And that was after already making a bunch of money and having a really successful career in fashion, right? I was like at this point where I was like, oh my goodness, um, this is why I haven't made my million dollars yet. (laughs) So this is where we really need to kind of get a handle on what's going on. And I want to first tell you about Uh, upper limit issues. So upper limit is a term that comes from the book, The Big Leap by Guy Hendricks. Now, if you haven't read that book, that is really like entrepreneurship 101. I feel like that book is the one that I read after being an entrepreneur for about four and a half years, read it and was like, oh my gosh, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, one of those books where you're like, oh, why didn't I read this like 10 years ago? It's such a good book. And he talks about this, this idea of an upper limit issue. An upper limit is really, if you want to think about it like uh, stairs, like staircases, imagine you're going up a really big uh, building and there's lots of flights of stairs. So the idea of an upper limit is that you can walk up certain flights, right? So maybe you get to the second floor and then there's kind of this gate blocking you. And this gate is that upper limit. So an upper limit can be something like, well, I can't charge that much for what I sell. Um, an upper limit could be, oh, I could never make that much money. And, and an upper limit can be around success or relationships. Upper limits can come in a lot of different ways, but the way you can see an upper limit in your life is where you feel resistance. So where you're feeling uncomfortable, where you're feeling nervous, where you're feeling like you're maybe blocking yourself. And now that's going to take a bit of self-awareness, which is something that we're all getting better at as we get older and we become more awake to these concepts. But the first thing you want to do is really just be aware of how you're reacting to things, reacting to people. You know, being defensive is a really great way to notice your resistance and your upper limit. If you get defensive around people who talk about money, maybe you feel uncomfortable. Maybe someone in your family has a lot of money. You feel uncomfortable around them. That's a really great way to see your resistance around you making a lot of money. If you are hanging out with me, one of the number one things I want you to stay focused on is being self-aware. Being aware of what's coming up for you, that is going to be the first thing that's going to help you start to change your behaviors. Because what I will tell you, based on all the darn books I've read and based on my own experiments on my own life and (laughs) on my own business, is that you can 100% change who you are, how you think, how you act, what you do. You're 100% moldable. But the first thing to being able to do that is, of course, believing you can do that and then being self-aware and noticing the behaviors, the thoughts, the words, the actions that you want to change. And a lot of that change comes from where you see resistance. And I have tons of stories about this, but I'm going to stick specifically with money mindset today because I know that is a huge barrier to success for women in the boutique industry. So the first common upper limit I see is that Women don't charge what the product is really worth. They're afraid to raise prices, and that affects their bottom line. Now, if you're not charging the 3x margin that I talk about all the time, you're taking the wholesale cost and timesing it by three, then you're missing out on a lot of money. You could even be timesing by four, by five. Three is a baseline, guys, okay? So if you haven't gotten to the point where you're starting to do that, then this is a really big check-in point for you. Why? Why do I not want to charge that much money? Why do I feel uncomfortable? Why is that resistance coming up? And all you have to do is notice it. I have this great Chinese medicine doctor I work with when I live in Guatemala. And she always says to me, when I have lots of feelings, all she says to me is, notice it, Emily. Notice the feeling. You don't have to do anything about it. You don't have to change it if you don't want to. You just have to notice it. And that noticing has allowed me to see a lot of my feelings for what they really are, to see my resistance for what it truly is, and then be able to decide to transform it or not, depending on how I feel about the situation. So start noticing when you're pricing your merchandise, when you're selling it and people are responding, oh, I, I, 
you know, I'm going to have to make a choice between two. And that, that's kind of like part B to this is noticing when someone else is psyching you out of your pricing. That's huge. I have way too many people that have opinions who want to come in and run your business. I mean, I, I had people come into my business and literally tell me like they'd have sit down and be like, you know, I'm going to tell you some ideas I have for you. I was like, okay. And sometimes I would take them seriously. But by the end, I was like, uh, no, like I was just too tired. And I was like, I don't care what you have to say. <laughs> to be honest, you have no idea what's going on in my business. You work in like pharmaceutical sales, like please back off, you know? And so you've got to really discern who is going to help you and who is not going to help you. Most often people are not going to help you. Just blanket statement there. If someone comes in and they say, this is too expensive, they say, oh, I think you're charging too much, you need to have the confidence to really stand in your truth and stand in that pricing and know that your pricing is on point and be cool with it. You need to have the confidence to raise your prices, to stick with your prices. You cannot worry about what other people say. You cannot worry about giving people deals. You cannot worry about Kohl's is charging or the sales are running and the coupons and the Kohl's cash and dear God... They give away so many discounts. But what I will tell you, so great example here, Kohl's is a great example to look at. And I, I know so many of you have shopped at Kohl's. If you haven't, go walk into Kohl's. They price their things probably a little bit higher than they need to. They probably go a little bit higher than manufacturer suggested pricing on a lot of their items. And then what they do is they're able to afford all these discounts. They're able to afford the Kohl's cash because you know what? They've worked the math out, but their original pricing is still like, if you look on most of their goods, their original pricing is pretty high. It's, it's definitely not, you know, discount pricing. It's after all the discounts they give where they get to that discount pricing. So please don't worry about what other people think about your pricing. You need to know that as you have a boutique, the bottom line of having a business and the bottom line of actually your financials is based on what that margin is. So stand true to what you want to charge. Do not falter. Come back to this podcast if you need to re-listen to it when you're having a crisis of pricing and know that you're going to be successful based on your pricing, based on your margin, and do not waver from that. Do not care what other people think. Do not worry that you are going to outprice someone. Now, I hear this all the time because I talk about this all the time. If you hang out with me enough, you'll hear me talk about pricing constantly because really it's the root of how we make money in boutiques. Check in with yourself on this whole pricing conversation because this could be an upper limit for you. This could be something that, you know, maybe you spent your childhood shopping at discount stores. So you just really don't have the belief that people are going to pay what you want to charge. But the truth of the matter is, is that they will. And I find that so many women come out the gate, they don't charge enough, they don't go to that 3x, they make excuses. And the minute they get with me and I'm like, girl, charge more, they're hesitant, they raise the price, and then they sell more. You know, often people think there's something wrong with things that are low priced, especially in a boutique setting, right? Why would a boutique be $20 for something. People come in having the expectation that they're going to spend 40, 50, 60, 90 dollars on things. So go ahead and fulfill that expectation that society has. You are allowed to. This is what you're doing. And so just buy into the idea that you are running a boutique and you need to charge a certain amount. 
Okay, great. So that's the first way that money mindset is really affecting your business is with your pricing. And I'm, I'm going to talk about that forever because it's never not going to be an issue in boutique land. The second upper limit issue that I find is that women won't pay for help. Now, this is a money mindset issue. And you're going to say, why, Emily? What do you mean? Listen, whether you are paying for a housekeeper, an employee, a coach, a driver, a nanny for your kids. If you don't prioritize getting help, then it it will affect your business. Everything that we do in our life affects our business, whether we want it to or not. And so seriously, by getting that housekeeper to come over once a week, or I don't care, once a month, hire a housekeeper. That is going to make such a huge difference in the quality of your life. You're not going to have to sit and clean all those toilets. And guess what? That means that you get to chill and you are going to be in a better space to run your business. And when you have that help to run your business, guess what? You make more money because you're more clear-headed, you're more well-rested, and you can make better decisions, and you'll have the energy and the excitement in your business to do more, have more, change more. Getting help is a really big deal, whether that be a housekeeper or an employee. I hear this all the time. Oh, it's so hard to find good help. That's an upper limit. That is something someone else told you, and maybe you've never even hired someone. You have no right to say that, <laughs> okay? And if you have tried to hire someone and you haven't, it, you know, it hasn't worked out, then check yourself, okay? Are you manifesting someone who's going to be amazing? Have you sat down and written down the qualities of the person that you want to attract into your life? This is just like Dr. Phil teaches with how to find a boyfriend, okay? It's the same idea. You need to sit down and you need to write down what you want your employee to have. Now, many of you may know that I have an assistant, and I knew at the beginning of this year that I was going to grow my business leaps and bounds this year, and I was going to need help because I can't do it all myself. I can't be the creative person. I can't be running Facebook ads. I can't be emailing people about passwords. I can't be responding to people about how to find my book bundle. I just can't do all of it. It's just, it's, I know that I have a limit on how much work I can do each day and be creative and have the energy to support hundreds of women. And so I knew I was going to need help. So what did I do? I literally wrote down the type of person I was looking for and I wrote down all the tasks that I wanted them to be good at. Literally a week later, I was in a Facebook group. Someone posted and said, if you're looking to hire a VA, and they posted something that basically triggered me to respond and say, I'm looking for a VA. Now, one person sent me a message. You'd think VAs would be all over that thread, right? Like emailing every single person, reaching out, learning about their business. No, I got one email from a woman named Holly. And Holly literally is like my perfect assistant. She's so good at helping me. She understands my brand. She loves you guys. She loves the community. And, you know, she is a very integral part of my business at this point. And it's only been like six months of working with her. And at first I cringed at paying her. And I told her that. I said, listen, I am so nervous to pay you. I have worked with people in the past. And, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for many, many years. Before that, in my corporate job, I had many, many interns and assistants. And and it wasn't always great. But now that I know how to manifest, now that I know what I need and I'm really, really clear about it, 
I was very clear with her about it. And I said to her, listen, I need X, Y, and Z. I need you to do A, B, and C. And she was like, cool, got it. Yeah, we can do that. Great. And now we're at the point where she's like, I need more help. You know, like I need some help doing X, Y, and Z. And so we're getting her that help that she needs because as my business grows, her business is going to grow. And then whoever else she hires is going to grow down the line, right? But I made the choice right out from the beginning that this is the person I wanted to attract into my life. She showed up. She literally was the only one who showed up. So it wasn't even that hard of a decision because she was literally perfect. And so I want to encourage you to do this in your business. Stop making the excuse that it's hard to find good people. Stop Stop also lowering your standard for people who are going to work for you, right? I've had high school girls work for me. Some of them are great. Some of them are total disasters, like total disasters. And so if you think, oh, I can just open my store and have a random high school girl come to work for me, guess what? You're going to get random high school quality, okay? Especially, you know, I found too, if I have a boutique where I sell to women who are in their 30s, they don't want to buy from a girl who's like 18 and like going to concerts and going to prom in her size like zero dress. Like that's just not who she wants to talk to. You know, I'm going to be really honest about that. So be honest with yourself about who you want to hire. Be honest about how much you want to pay. If you want to hire someone that's really good, and I've had I've had many conversations with women, clients and non-clients, who said, I really want to hire this person I know, but they're too expensive. Upper limit. How are they too expensive? Have you even asked how much they cost? How much money do they want to make to come work for you? Because you don't know. Maybe they want out of their crappy job, and they'll take a little bit less at first with the, you know, with the promise that as the business grows, they're going to grow with it. You have no idea. If you want something and you want someone to work for you, then go get it, girl. Like, stop playing small. Like, this is how we limit ourselves. And you know what? Even if you have one location, even if you're only online, you can still hire good people because guess what? When you have good people, the quality of what you're putting into your business is going to be that much better and then the end result is going to be that much better, aka you're going to make more money. So stop playing small around hiring employees. Like Whether it's a great housekeeper, whether you need a nanny for a couple hours a week to watch your kids, or whether you need an employee to help you pack and ship or sit in your store in the afternoon so you can go home and take a nap. Those are all legitimate reasons to be hiring someone now if you need the help. Do not scrimp. Do not let your business struggle. It is stopping you from growing, and I see this happening very, very clearly in direct selling businesses. If you're in a direct selling business and you've hit, I'd say between ten dollars to $15,000 a month in sales, for your direct selling business and you haven't begun the process of hiring someone, guess what? Your sales are going down next month. Swear to you. You can only maintain that amount of money for a certain amount of time before you need to hire someone. And I would actually say that this is true in boutiques as well. When you hit the 10,000, 15,000 consistent dollars coming in the door a month in terms of revenue, that's when you really need to start thinking about hiring someone because that's you're about to get quantum leap to the next income level, which is 25 to 30,000. Unless you decide that you can do it all yourself. Like you can't. So just Stop telling yourself you can. None of us can. And to be honest with you, it's a self-care issue. If you think you can do this all yourself, like good luck because you are going to crash and burn, baby. And I don't want to have that happen to you because it happened to me. It was a disaster and I refuse to let myself or anyone who works with me do that ever again. So take care of yourself. Hire an employee. Hire a housekeeper. I don't care who you get to help you. Just 
decide you're going to spend X amount of money a week on help and just divvy it up amongst the things you need help with. Period. End of story. Okay, the third sneaky way that money mindset upper limits are affecting your business is with your location. Yeah, this is a sneaky one. This one's really sneaky because I hear this one a lot. And I've been hearing it more and more. And I need to tell you that right now I'm recording this podcast from Austria. Mm -hmm. I'm in Vienna, Austria. Guess what? You'd never know that though. Because there's this little thing called the internet that does not limit my location. Now, would it be good for me to be in the United States? Sure. Probably it would be great. But I'll come back to the United States. I'll come back certain times a year, do events, see my clients. And that's what I need to do. I show up in so many other ways and I'm, I can support people in so many other ways that my location does not matter. And I will tell you that it's exactly the same for you and your boutique. Just because you're in a small podunk town that has 900 people in it does not mean that you cannot sell globally, okay? This is 2017, guys. If you don't realize that you can sell all over the world, then that's a limiting belief. Okay, so let's get on board with the idea that whether you have a brick and mortar, whether you have a mobile boutique, you need to be online, period. And maybe that's not right out the gate. I did not open my online store until about eight months into having my mobile boutique because I knew the winter was coming. But you can always sell on Facebook. You guys, there's like billions of people on Facebook. I'm not kidding. Billions. Billions. So stop limiting yourself on where you are. You know, I I hear this all the time and it just makes me cringe because guess what? If you put yourself out there on Facebook, on a business page, I'm never going to stop talking about business pages. Put yourself out there on a business page. You stop limiting the circle of people, of places that you see with your eyes because that's what we do. We see things and we believe them. This is where a lot of our limiting beliefs actually come from. This is me getting like a little bit deeper into the cause of where our limiting beliefs come from is that we as human beings, we see things and we believe them. And things that we don't see, we don't believe. So we don't believe that we have customers outside of the people that we can see in our physical reality. But there's a lot of other people out in the world. And there's a lot of other women who want cute clothes. And if you have cute clothes, they're going to pay for it. And they're going to pay to ship it. And they are going to be your best customers. So get online. Get on Facebook. Get on Instagram. I don't care. All that stuff is global. But you need to start showing up and get over the fact that, like, oh, I'm just in a small town. Like, I don't care. And that's not being mean. That's me like trying to say hello, like shake you and say, I don't care if you're in a small town. There's this little thing called the post office. There's this big thing called the internet. And you need to use those superpowers to reach more women around the world. It is your duty as a boutique owner. And to be honest, it's your duty as a businesswoman. Like step up, be a fashion CEO. You think, You know, you think the president of Macy's is like, well, we only have stores in like 60 cities. So only in those 60 cities can we sell. Oh my God, hell no, you guys. E-commerce is like one of the fastest growing businesses right now. And trust me, you can have a banging business if you get online, you show up, you're authentic, you're consistent, 
you can reach more people than you ever imagined with the internet. Stop limiting yourself with your location because that is a very sneaky way that you're limiting your money mindset and you're limiting your income potential. So just stop doing it. Okay, can we agree? Can we like sign on the dotted line? We're going to stop limiting ourselves in our location. We're going to stop limiting ourselves and asking for help because we need it, guys. We need the help. And we're going to stop limiting ourselves on how much we charge. Hello, we need to charge what we're worth. We need to make a solid income and we need to be able to support our life and our family and our business. And that is possible for you. It really is. So stop limiting yourself. Open your mind up. Close your eyes. Imagine what you want to happen. Stop believing everything you see. Stop believing everything you hear. Start really delving into what it is you want. Close your eyes. Imagine what your life looks like. And guess what? The more you imagine it, the more you believe it's becoming real, the more it will actually become real. And I will leave you with that today. I hope so much that you've loved this podcast. If you haven't considered signing up for Six Figure Blueprint, guess what? You're going to get a lot of good stuff like this inside of it. We have three full weeks full of money mindset, thoughts, desires, all this jazz. So if you need mindset help, consider joining the Six Figure Blueprint. We open our doors this Friday, July 28th, 2017, if you're listening real time. And if you are not in this time frame, head over and sign up on the wait list or get in my circle so you can find out about it. The program is so good. And we have shifted so many women's money mindsets and success mindsets because of this program. So I hope that you're next. I look forward to seeing you. I look forward to connecting with you in whatever way we connect. And here's to making lots of friends and making lots of money. Did you love this episode as much as I did? Head over to iTunes and rate and review the Boost Your Boutique podcast so more amazing and creative boutique owners like you can find out about it. And don't forget, head over to BoostYourBoutique.com to learn more.